welcome to the TNA podcast. That's Timothy. And that is Amanda. And we are brother and sister. Decided to start a podcast. Welcome to our conspiracy theory special episode. Yeah. Um, well, I love conspiracy theories. Um, Both there's, do. There's way too many for us to talk about, as well as um, talk about well-informed. Right. We might have to make this like a ongoing thing for some of our episodes. Yeah, like a segment almost, where we just put the latest and newest uh, conspiracy theory alert. Either yeah. a segment or like every like five episodes. Very yeah, special. Uh, Eddie Bravo, this one uh, conspiracy theorist guy, says he always says look into it, so mm-hmm. we can just we could just do the, uh, the 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 look into it segment where we don't really have all the facts, but you can look into it. Ah, uh, okay. Well, yes, conspiracy theories. There are plenty of very popular ones. The assassination of JFK. Was it one shooter? Was there a shooter on the grassy knoll? Was it an yeah. inside job? Was it the mafia? Did they act alone? Right. Also, there are, you know, a surprising number of people that don't believe that we ever went to the moon and that we faked it all in a studio. Stanley Kubrick was involved. That's some of the theories. <laughs> um, I think that one's sad. That one's sad. I think what's even sadder are 9-11 conspiracy theories that believe it was an inside job. But that's not what we're going to talk about. You guys already know what that is. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it because I could talk about it forever, and I could totally. And there's totally enough people that believe that it was an inside job or just like a different type of job. Like there's so many different, so many different theories. You've you've heard them already. We and want I, yeah, to- I don't want to talk about that because it's also like kind of sensitive. I feel like still, and it is, um, it is that. And and here's the thing. We're not a conspiracy theory podcast. We are two siblings that like to get weird when it comes to conspiracy theories and talking about it and, you know, eating sandwiches and uh, postulating about what might be true and what might not be true. Um, something yeah, like-, like the September 11th conspiracy theories kind of, um, like, harsh my... Mellow? Yeah, just think about this. This is a new conspiracy theory is that uh, Julia and uh, my food was supposed to be delivered 10 minutes ago. And it's, it's, I don't know, where is it? Like, did someone eat it? Did they ever make it? They delivered it to another, there's another Timothy and Julia somewhere? Yeah, did they deliver it to a different Timothy and Julia, or is is this Timothy and Julia a different lizard people? Are they lizard people? You know what I mean? Do they live underground? That's the latest one. Breaking news, y'all. There's a lizard person named Timothy and Julia. Well, before we get into our deep dives of what, uh, what each of us has brought to the table for this conspiracy theory episode... In late breaking news, I just saw today that Netflix released a new Jeffrey Epstein documentary, and I'm losing my shit over it. Yeah, I really want to watch that tonight. I don't think um, my girlfriend knows much about it. So you're about to blow her mind, or is she not going to watch it? Well, she's not the biggest documentary series person, and I love history and documentaries, and I love conspiracies, and Jeffrey Epstein, I hate that guy, and then everything I've heard, like, it's so interesting about everything, because it's like, I don't know, in my head, it's so plausible that everything happened, I mean, everything's like followed by evidence that he definitely happened not only the conspiracy theories about what he did when he was alive but the conspiracy theories about how he his was, death yeah about how he died it's is, is insane it's like, ridiculous yeah and the, and the fact that like i mean how the the news cycle changes so much that he I mean, I'm I'm thankful that this is a it made into a documentary series, but the fact because that all of a sudden, all of a sudden, no one talks about it. Exactly. Let's watch the Epstein doc and have an entire review breakdown episode of the documentary, so we can go like 
whole full deep dive into it. Yeah. So our plan is we are very infatuated with this subject and we're there's a new documentary on Netflix that we're going to watch, a uh, different part series, and then we'll come back, we'll have a whole Epstein episode about what we knew before it, what we knew after his death. Epstein episode, Epstein episode. And then what we know after watching the documentary. And what we think now. And, and what we think. I mean, and I just, can't, I can't wait. Yeah. Let's get started on our deep dives. What did you get to eat? Um, we got healthy garden. Oh, good, healthy garden. We got, uh... for me or you? Oh, we got, uh, healthy garden. Oh, thank you. What'd you get from healthy garden? Uh, from healthy gardens, uh, we chose as a soup to get mushroom soup. It almost looks like a... Ooh, I love the healthy gardens mushroom soup, too, because it's, like, brothy. Isn't it brothy and not, like... No, it is not. You're thinking of Iron Hill Brewery, and they have oh. a great, great mushroom soup. Um, but this mushroom soup looks like French onion without the bread on the top and the cheese. And then uh, for appetizer, we got uh, the classic, uh, the sweet potato mash with the uh, green apple dippers. Mm-hmm. And then for um, we went splitsies on the wrap, and we got a falafel wrap. And I love falafel. And we got a Thai sh- spicy Thai shrimp wrap with a gluten-free wrap. And, and that is our dinner for tonight. And I can't wait to have it. Thank you, Healthy Garden. I finished talking. Thank you, Healthy Garden. When Amanda goes on a tangent, I will be eating food. And I will turn my mic off. Just mute yourself while you're chewing. Exactly. Okay. So who's going to go first? I want to go first. Conspiracy theory numero uno. Timothy, take it away. What are you going to tell me about? Yes. So this one I heard recently because um, from listening to a podcast and then delving more into it, and it covers the JFK conspiracy theory. And it's not about his murder and whether it was he acted alone or there was one shooter and all this jazz but it it covers the person jack ruby oh wait can i tell a quick story before you deep dive into jack ruby go for it do you know the story about mom and jack ruby no okay so this was 1963 right so mom is not even two yet. She's like a little bit over a year and a half. And what happened was Lee Harvey Oswald was arrested for the murder of JFK in Dallas. At some point, they're taking him, they're transporting him at some point from one location to another. I, I don't know why there this this hallway was so fucking crowded with people and onlookers, but he basically gets perp walked through this hallway and Jack Ruby on live television this happened because they you know they were covering you know everything that was going on kind of like stopped the entire world and they were covering this this news event Jack Ruby walks up and shoots Lee Harvey Oswald basically in the stomach and and kills him um so this happened on live television as the story goes our mother Carol Ann is like a year and a half not even two years old and everyone's sitting in the living room and she's sitting on the couch like with people and they're watching this happen on the news they're watching lee harvey oswald get transported from one location to another jack ruby comes up gun goes off everyone in mom's living room stands up like oh my god they stand up little baby mom starts clapping because 18 month old her was like oh something excited happened i should clap that's hilarious so i believe as the story goes who told, who told you that story mom's told me that story which i guess she must have heard from grandmom but maybe we'll have to uh we'll, we'll ask grandmom or mom to come on and and tell that story in more detail or conspiracy theory mom remembered it from when she was a baby what <laughs> all right so tell us about conspiracy theories on Jack Ruby. Go. So, okay, so past conspiracy theories or OG conspiracy theory about Jack Ruby is that he's connected with the mob and the same thing goes for the assassination of JFK and the involvement of 
mob ties and and all this i mean there's just so many different conspiracy theories it's, it's, about it i mean it starts at one the the newest conspiracy theory is more plausible to kind of what happened and it's connecting everything to other things within the government and how mm-hmm. everything was organized as more information is released through public documents right um after being classified classified um information so the the new thing with jack ruby and this was documented in um tom o'neill's chaos book i don't Mm -hmm. know the the subtitle but it's called chaos and i want to get it on uh audiobook because because tim doesn't like to physically read well, I can do other things where I read, like, mow the <laughs> work and things like that and type stuff. So I'd like to, to listen. Um, what? I need to read this book. Okay, so Tim is talking about, I'm going to get an actual book form because I'm a damn adult. But yes, Tim is talking about Chaos by Tom O'Neill. Chaos, Charles Manson, the CIA, and the secret history of the 60s yes so it's yeah it's based around that but it's also based around like the mk ultra issues and this is a whole get this from turget and this is a whole other conspiracy theory so i mean it branches off into different segments but the, the the main fact is that jack ruby was not just like a sympathizer for jfk or he wasn't just mob ties or or this and that but the the fact is that what this book says and what cia information says that was made public is that basically jack ruby was a part of these lsd type trials that basically turned him into a Manchurian type like a Manchurian candidate basically Jack Ruby was a part of these experiments um I don't know how much into the experiments but how they're tracing it to him killing um JFK is that the doc not killing JFK killing Lee Harvey I mean Oswald. killing Lee Harvey Oswald is that um the doctor that, that diagnosed him after it and had him in custody mm-hmm. was the same doctor that did the LSD trials that killed the elephant with LSD like what? You remember, remember that like story where they dosed that elephant yeah. with LSD He's the same doctor that took care of Jack Ruby. And and so the conspiracy theory is that Jack Ruby was dosed and mind fucked into killing Lee Harvey Oswald. Like it's not just it's not it wasn't the mob ties. It wasn't the th- that he loved JFK and how could this guy kill him and blah blah blah. Right. Just crazy Texan. But no, he he was a, a lunatic on LSD that was overdosed and manipulated. So basically, he so he was like a plan, like a, like that the CIA exactly wanted which. Which makes you think, okay, well, why would the CIA want Lee Harvey Oswald silenced? Because he must have known something. You know what I mean? Like, that just, like, blows open a whole other can of worms. Exactly. So Lee Harvey Oswald was a part of the Soviet. Hey, he was he was connected to the Soviet Union. Right. He, he fucking loved communism and Russia. Yeah. So, and he was also a Marine, so he was really good shot. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, if, if if one thing we know is that Marines are, uh, not only are most of them great human beings and, and a great asset to this country, but they're really- Thank you for at, your service. They're really good at shooting. But also, like, a lot of, like, the mass shootings, like, like with the Texas t- clock tower and everything like that, were always Marine snipers that went crazy, which is crazy. So, and, and that's another conspiracy Well, theory. things things can mess up your head. Yeah, yeah, no, things can mess up your head. But, like, the one thing that to take away from this is that Marines are, Marine snipers are good shots. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so be careful. Ooh, yeah. Hoorah. No, but. Um, <laughs> Super fast. <laughs> But 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 really, um, so Oswald was shot by Jack Ruby, and basically what um, Tom O'Neill and, and the conspiracy theorists are saying is that he was dosed with LSD and experimented on it in order to kill Oswald and silence him to what okay. he would say, to so, what he knew. So question, and I am definitely going to read this book. So question, Jack Ruby had been experimented on for some given time and then he was like released into onto lee harvey oswald or was this because what lee harvey oswald was killed like three days after 
yeah, PFK or really, something like that. So yeah, so yeah, exactly. So I, I I believe so. I I don't know exactly, but what what it is was like it, almost it, like he was like a sleeper agent, and they put it, him into exactly like practice. a Manchur- like a Manchurian candidate. So and then what the the thing is that is a sentiment is that Jack Ruby didn't know, like he didn't know was, he wasn't aware of what he was doing when he snapped out of it of whatever happened. He had no recollection of whatever happened. I remember, I remember like that being part of, you know, the, the, the interviews, the police interviews that like he was in this fugue state when it happened that he was, that at least when he was interviewed by police, what he says is that he doesn't remember what happened or like, what did I do? Blah, 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 blah. I do remember hearing that. Exactly. And this is something that was utilized by the CIA uh, or that through the MK Ultra like trials. And like, I mean, the MK Ultra ha- is like basically um, the top of the, uh, the tree or the uh, the family tree of conspiracy theories towards LSD. I mean, it could branch off into different things that we could go into later. But like with MK Ultra, it was basically the Haight Ashbury uh, free clinic where they dosed the Manson family. It goes into um, a brothel, I believe. I I forget exactly where they would dose uh, Johns and watch them through a uh, one-way mirror and everything. So, and, and figure out what is happening to them and also manipulate them um, without them knowing. So, like, they didn't know that they were receiving this dose of, of whatever, and right. I'm, sure, I'm sure it goes into other things. Uh, the main conspiracy theory is that they dosed Jack Ruby um, heavily without him knowing and manipulated his mind into killing Oswald because they didn't want Oswald to get out. And then, obviously, the, the, the police statements that he's crazy and he doesn't know what's happening. And then it go, when it goes into court... Um, he's found guilty and then maybe like a year later he dies of cancer in the jail yeah. so that, that that's just the other weird conspiracy theory is that he dies like not too long after uh, and is never like given time to talk about his story and what kind of basically may have happened yeah or, um another okay speaking of like the mk older and stuff like this um if we're gonna do Epstein doc. We're gonna do conspiracy theories again. Have you seen the the Netflix series Wormwood? No. Okay, that's on your homework list to watch. This guy created like a Netflix. Absent. No, it was like it was his father is apparently like part of the MK Ultra experiment. Oh, I thought like, Worm. I thought Wormwood was in Absent. That's the thing that makes it I, so active. I think that's. I think Wormwood was the code word for MK Ultra. Oh, that and Deep Throat. <laughs> no, that was a different. <laughs> that was a different code word. All right. Do we have anything else to say about Jack Ruby? A uh, great name. He has a good name. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he sounds like a character, which is the craziest part. Well, yeah. And he's like a. He's like the big. He, like, I mean, in my mind, he's like the big Texan with the ten-gallon hat and all this jazz. And he, I mean, he's like club owner and and all this stuff. And what does the club owner mean? Like, is he like a, like an actual club? Is it a strip club? Is it a bar? Is it like a? You know what I, I mean? I do not like, know. That's what. I, yeah, that's what I don't. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Jack Ruby finished it up. Um, basically, that he may have killed uh, Oswald due to um, being heavily dosed and manipulated uh, by the CIA with uh, LSD. Not only him, but this connects everything to MK Ultra and what the LSD experiments they did on him, uh, the Manson family, as well as 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 other things and and like the way this is all connected is jack ruby the manson family and ted kaczynski are all connected to the lsd trials shit and cia didn't have any reaction to this earlier because what uh i almost called you wesley tim spent some time living in colorado and your closest airport was denver right yes um i used that airport 
um, when I lived out there all the time. I mean, it's an awesome airport. It's huge. Um, it's vast. Uh, there's different terminals and it's really easy to get around, but mostly the way you're getting around is by uh, train. Uh, um, it's underground. It's above ground. Um, there's different terminals. They have a Chick-fil-A, which is pretty good. Gross. But but yeah, I've been there and uh, it's one of the better huger airports that Huger's, I not a word so um great so I've been to the Denver Denver airport a couple of times as well was most when, dr- when? yeah um when I went to visit Anne in Wyoming a couple of times flew into Denver and then anyway um to show you how awesome Wyoming is the yeah, Denver yeah. airport is probably like three hours that was that was the, <laughs> that was the highlight is the Denver airport of my trip to Wyoming um so the things that I was struck by when I went to the Denver airport is driving in, there's this huge Bronco statue. And that makes sense. The zombie Bronco. Right. It makes sense for there to be a Bronco of some type statue at the Denver airport, just, you know, like artistically. But this thing is this cobalt blue with like deep shadows and then his eyes fucking glow red. That's the first thing that's going to creep you out when you go to the Denver airport. I mean, yeah, some people would say it's just De- uh, the Denver Bronco colors, purple and the uh, or blue and orange. But it's not. It's not though. Anyway, it's a much bluer blue than the deeper Denver Broncos, and these eyes are blood red, not bright orange like Denver Bronco style. That's the first thing. Then. The other thing that I had noticed was, I mean, we we live outside Philadelphia. We lived outside Philadelphia our whole lives. Philadelphia is the city of murals. There is murals in the Denver airport that irk me or creep me the fuck out. So I've also been, always been like, you're right, Denver airport, really clean. It's really like nice and spacious. You you know, it's, it's fine when you're there, but there's certain things about it that are a little weird. So, and you know, because I don't have a life and I like reading about conspiracy theories, this is one that I came across and it's become one of my favorites. So Denver airport was like built in like 1994, 1995. So there are a couple of theories when it comes to the Denver airport. The first theory is that the Freemasons, a century old society has controlled the airport ever since it opened in 1995 with ties to the new world order, which is a group of global elites who wield power over international affairs. Now, the thing about this, there's this, like, dedication outside of the airport, and, you know, it has all the people involved and all the companies involved or whatever. It's dated kind of, I think, it's like as a time capsule, dated March 19th, 1994. It contains the symbols of the Freemason, and then it, like, thanks this corporation, the New World Airport Commission, for the um the nwac <laughs> yeah well, but, uh, so yeah and some background on the airport is that it's not in denver it's like 30 to 40 minutes outside of the city mm-hmm. in east colorado where it's mostly flat farm land deserty type area so it's in the middle of fucking nowhere yeah but it's just from society growing it has been close to something but it's in the i mean i bet you when it was constructed in 1994 there was nothing around maybe a day's in you know what i mean there's no so then there's also these strange markings that appear around the airport that either are like a secret language or people say like an alien language so i brought up the artwork some of the artwork is like hints to the apocalypse or it has like nazi propaganda um so the theory the airport's 40 piece public art collection so it's 40 pieces there's this 28 foot wide murals by artist leo tanguma it's notre denver gargoyle sculptures near the baggage claim do you ever notice the gargoyle baggage claim sculptures i'm trying to think i don't i, I don't think so I remember there being weird murals all over the place. And I remember, I think it was either Buzz Aldrin statue or an astronaut statue is what I remember most. And so, so they- and definitely a lot of weird murals and a lot of murals doing to do with uh, Native Americans. Yeah, there are a lot of like odd Native American murals also. Um, we're going to post pictures up on our Instagram, but there's this fucking mural. It has these like, this see this crying woman over here holding a baby there's all these like native american 
people over here. There's like a dove of peace here. And then the person, the figure at the top is like a skeletal looking, holding like an AK-47 in like Nazi with like yeah, a machete he, in one hand. Yeah, he looks like a Nazi. He looks like right. a Nazi zombie. Yeah. Decorating the Denver airport. And all of these like crying, dying people around him. So there's that. So they also call that blue statue that I had mentioned before, Blucifer. Crazy. Also, okay, so beneath... The Denver airport, there are supposedly these underground bunkers. So hidden beneath the airport's underground baggage transport terminals is a secret bunker or series of bunkers designed to house billionaires and global political elite in the event of an apocalypse. And apparently evidence of lizard people or evidence of aliens is also thought to be in these underground tunnels. What? I mean, I remember, uh, all right, so what I know about the underground tunnels is... Not when I was out there, but when I came back over uh, back east, is that they were one of the people bidding on. Um, there was some like um, government like bid that was going on uh, that they put on Twitter. Basically, like if you know a huge underground area for something that we're doing, I forget if it was like a military contract type people like Boeing or something like that. But it was basically an ad looking for a huge underground bunker to do like to utilize to build something and to be secretive and it was like a government project and they put it out there like that was like something and and denver airport was a yeah was a uh, candidate for this underground facility okay so i kind of believe in this because there's more like straight up fact instead of people being creeped out by the artwork or like being like that bronco's weird So the story behind or like where this all came from, contractors who originally worked on the airport, it went over budget and opened 16 months behind schedule. Reportedly. That's normal. (laughs) Reportedly, these contractors saw evidence of bunker entrances and unexplained tunnels. So like they would be working on the airport and then be like, did you build that? No, did you build that? I got you. So stuff was already there that they're like constructing that they don't know how it was there already and shit like that. Yeah, stuff was like as they constructed things, stuff was there and they didn't know how it got there. Yeah, so the government was possibly working on things unknowingly to the subcontractors. Like at night or something? Yeah. So then a multi-million dollar automated baggage system failed to work as designed and this fueled doubts about the intent and scale of the construction. So then also in these tunnels, an alien drawing has appeared on walls and blurry footage of lizard people have appeared on conspiracy websites. So Denver International Airport, approximately 25 miles from downtown Denver, like Wesley, or like Wesley said, (laughs) like Timothy said, has a swastika shaped runway configuration. And there's like barely concealed symbols of Nazism or fascism, like around all like all through the artwork and all through the stuff nazi conspiracy theories have been among the most popular online for the last two decades and despite its recent tongue-in-cheek embrace of most conspiracies so even the denver airport is like yeah we crazy yeah maybe aliens are here like they kind of like the rumors they really don't like the nazi rumors (laughs) surprise surprise yeah makes sense so yeah nazism they're like so there's like swastika shape like basically if you look at certain blueprints of the denver airport it's like swastika shaped really (laughs) and And then plus of that art that fucking artwork yeah the artwork's crazy and where where did you like where did you hear about all this like how did you first hear about this that made you want to research it i don't remember where i first i mean like probably a deep dive into a website maybe like a youtube k-hole something like that this article that i'm reading mostly from is from the denver post so it's legitimate news source obviously they're not saying that any of this is like fact but they are reporting on these conspiracy theories as being in existence Okay. That's about it. Just the Denver airport, like, is it the Illuminati? Is it the New World Order? Is it Nazis? 
I don't know. And, and what's what's the point of the underground? What are they doing? Oh, well, that the underground is apparently like a, a like a underground system for the rich elite or other powerful people to bunker inside of come the apocalypse. Oh, and a lot of people say that the Bronco, which is, I, we will post pictures of this. It's fucking terrifying. It's not cool looking at all. It's not badass. It's just scary. Well, yeah, I, I still like driving by it when I landed to go back home. I loved it. Nah, hate it. Some people say that it's a reference to the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Okay, I could see that, yeah. I have to look into that because I, yeah, I find that interesting. I, the one thing is, like, to all these conspiracy theories is, like, the main, like, thing going against it is basically, like, what's the point? What are you going to gain out of all this? Like, why does it exist? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the thing with the Denver airport, there's so many, like, separate little things of just, like, no one can connect the dots. Like, there's all of these instances where people are like, that's weird. That fucking doesn't make sense. That's a Nazi in that mural. What the hell is going on? So, like, people are noticing all of these weird-ass things about the Denver airport, but no one's connected the dots yet. So, my second story is more eventful. Not eventful, but it's more current events. Okay. What it is is basically around April, um, beginning of April near Easter is when like I would say the peak of the coronavirus was going on. Yeah. And one of the things that happened was it was kind of like a week or like a couple weeks where celebrities and big time people were coming out and saying, I mean, it was kind of like that from the jump, but then like it was more and more people like were okay with saying they have the coronavirus and I got it and like people that you would never expect like having it because like why like from the start you're like kind of like why weren't you just in quarantine you're rich as hell or you know what I mean like you don't need to interact with that many people on a daily basis like yeah. how did it happen to you but that's also one of the scary parts but uh so what happened was it was the it was kind of like Chris Cuomo thing where He's like this big time CNN, uh, I would say a- uh, Anchor. Anchor. He's like, I would say like Don Lemon or, or other people like that, but he's he's pretty big. And then he got more popular because his his brother, Andrew Cuomo, is the governor of New York. And so, he's kind of like big boss in the whole situation, at least for the Northeast. Exactly. So- um, so he got a little bit mo- more notoriety and airtime to the common person. Uh, and then they, they, I, I saw that they kept, I saw that they kept doing um, one-on-one interviews, but it wasn't a formal interview. It was like them talking yeah. as brothers. Then, yeah. So yeah, they got really big because they would have like a, like, uh, you're my little brother and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I don't you're my little brother. Oh, you're a stupid big brother and like all that kind of thing. But it was very, it was very cute. It was very cute cute, to say. Immature, but weird. Yeah, it was like, I don't know. It was like different cut scenes of different things that you would see. And that's kind of how you, another side of them. Cause it was, oh wow, this, this governor that's like kind of handling stuff. His brother is a news anchor, like in the same time going through the same problems, but one's reporting something and one's kind of the one the one the one making the news and the other one is reporting on the news. It's exactly definitely an interesting situation, yeah. Yeah, so so that's how he got it got big. And then out of nowhere he was is it diagnosed or like he he was positive for coronavirus. Yeah, he tested he tested positive for coronavirus. So this is what leads into what the like conspiracy theory is. Okay. Right? I mean, it, it's so to be so to be clear, Chris Cuomo. So Chris Cuomo is diagnosed or is positive for coronavirus, and it's kind of like peak time for coronavirus, I would say. Yeah, I think it's, it happened in April. Of April, right right before Easter time. So it's like that Easter time people that are like you know what, are we still doing this? Are we going to have a family event? Are we going to do this? And then right before Easter time, he gets the coronavirus. And what basically happens is like, he's talking about how he's going to have to quarantine away from his family and he's going to do the broadcast from home in the basement and he's going to stay down there and all this jazz. And he's going to do this. He's going to be separated from his family for two weeks. He's going to be doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah, doing what he's supposed to do. 
And then little do you know, reports start coming out Easter uh, or e after Easter weekend where he's maybe like a little bit into quarantine and there's reports that he's seen driving like 30 minutes away in Long Island with his family that he's supposed to be away from in a car and he's driving 30 minutes away to look at the progress of a house that he's building in another rich part of Long Island and a biker sees him and these are th this is what the uh, the biker is saying that he allegedly saw and he had a and then he had an alleged confrontation with the biker like telling the biker off and all this and everything while he's supposed to be in quarantine like he's supposed to be not doing this not only is he not in his house by himself in the basement away from everybody like he's telling everybody he is he's driving 30 minutes away so he's moving the coronavirus 30 minutes away to a different place and he has his family with him and then not too long after that all the reports of confrontation with a bike racer or just a casual guy that rides his bike on the weekend there's that and he has a confrontation with him then what kind of what what do you mean by confrontation like the like the bike the, bike, guy, the biker recognized him and kind of like asked him like what are you doing here like what's going on like i thought like you were supposed to be at home like all that kind of thing and then apparently chris cuomo was on like the defense of everything like this is like uh a, a, a like invasion of my privacy and all this and things like that so but it's like what you lied to us so that's what everyone's kind of like up in arms about and then later his wife gets the gets the virus too and i'm pretty sure they're two kids so that's like the awful part so like but i th everyone's fine everyone's fine in the family everyone like made it through it so basically that gets reported basically what the conspiracy theory is is basically he got the coronavirus cnn went to him and was like hey we're gonna get amazing ratings but what we got you we've got to make you do is you go into quarantine act like this is like the most amazing thing this is you know what this is like it's like um when they did uh that i've never seen that mobsters vault al capone so it, it was Al Capone. Oh, Al Capone's vault and what's his bucket? Yeah, mustache show them, show guy. Yeah, nothing. They opened it and nothing. Geraldo? Geraldo Rivera? Yeah, it was all this buildup. So that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to redo that for ratings. Also, the thing is he's acting like, oh, I'm so weak. And like, this is so tough and like all that thing. But like, so, so question, clarifying question. Do you think him being diagnosed is complete bullshit or do you think cnn used it for ratings exactly that's what i'm saying they're using it for ratings like maybe he was like i got like a tickle in my throat and like i don't feel great for a couple days but we're gonna use this positive diagnosis to get ratings and talk about how i'm such a such a strong leader and like if i got it i can still do the news and we can make it through it and that's what they're kind of do but they're also getting ratings by it to see people be like wow he has the virus and he's still reporting and talking what's happened you know what i mean all that all all different angles and then eventually all the news comes out that before he emerges from his basement in quotations that like he's like been in a different town looking at a different house like complete, completely like rich person like trying to build their next house and in a different town that all that information comes out and okay. then they do a whole production of him emerging from his basement saying like this is the moment i've chris cuomo is saying like this is the moment i've been waiting for for two weeks and all this and all that and it's like dude you already seen him like what now you know, he's acting like now he gets to hug his kids and now he gets to be close to his wife but like he's been doing it the whole time so he's just like acting so that that's the whole that's the whole thing where everyone was like up in arms and so when exactly was he seen it like outside easter weekend and that's like midway through his quarantine yeah the, i mean i would say that the day i'm like writing down the dates as you're telling me the story and the dates definitely don't match up like if i can play devil's advocate it was announced like as early as march 31st that he was diagnosed with covid easter was april 12th so i could give him the benefit of the doubt 
and be like, okay, they didn't announce that he was Thank positive you. right away. Mm-hmm. Get, let, let, let me play devil's advocate and give him the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, they didn't announce right away that he was positive. Maybe he was tested a few days before they decided if they were going to make it public knowledge. He talked to his people, blah, 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 blah. They don't announce it until March 31st. Then it's April, it, Easter is April 12th. So whether he's out Easter weekend or like spring break time, that's roughly 14 days later. It could have been more than 14 days later that he was seen out. But it wasn't until April 21st that there is this big like he's emerging from the basement. It was 21 days after they announced it. Which doesn't, also doesn't make any sense because isn't, like, the incubation period, like, 14 days? Yeah, so. So you're right. The timeline, the, I was trying, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to, like, fight you on it and be like, no, Chris Cuomo would never lie to us. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to, like, play devil, devil's advocate and be like, okay, well, maybe if he was diagnosed at the end of March, they didn't announce it until March 31st. Then he was out during Easter, which would have been past the 14-day, like, routine yeah. period that they say. But they waited another week and a half <laughs> yeah. to, and I'm looking at this video where he's, like, coming out of the basement <laughs> like he's Kimmy Schmidt or something. Like, <laughs> like, like yeah, like he's like a fucking golem. Yeah, um, his out. and and they announced that his wife. <laughs> they announced that his wife was uh diagnosed on April fifteenth. So the timelines of stuff do not match up. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. So like, it's like that whole timeline thing. <laughs> the like New that. York New York Magazine <laughs> put Chris Cuomo airs dramatic and dramatized basement exit. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, that's the whole thing. But the whole thing, I think the whole thing is CNN put him up to it. And he's not going to be like, you know what, I'm not going to do it. I don't, like, want a job, you know what I mean? So I feel like he was kind of strong-armed into using his diagnosis as a propaganda thing for CNN. So you're saying it's all fake news, it's just fake news. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would say yes, it is. Don't tell, don't tell Trump. Okay, but yeah, I would, I would agree. And I don't think he's the first person that knows that fake news is fake news sometimes. And like, they're just doing it to get ratings because it's, it's totally true. No one, there's no one that's completely non-biased anymore. Everyone has a biased view and, that, and that's shown throughout the current uh, protests right now. People want to look at it how they want to look at it. They don't want to look at it for what it is. So that's 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 the that's the hard truth, I think. All right. Well, do you want to talk aliens instead of this hard truth? Because that's what my last conspiracy is about. I said, let's hear it. It's about the real men in black. Okay. Well, they're going to be here soon. Not the men in black, but the real aliens, because it can't get any worse than Because that, that's yeah. how this Jumanji game is playing out in 2020. Yeah. It's either aliens or meteors. Apparently, they're just these these guys that show up, kind of like Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, where they like show up and they they basically intimidate people that either research UFOs or that have seen UFOs. Yeah, it's almost like after you know maybe someone researched and and like goes in the wrong direction that they don't want him to go, they'll like come and intimidate them. Or it'll be like someone has a legit experience and then they'll show up and be like, yo, that never happened, right? Do so, they have the zapper thing? <laughs> not that I've read about. So apparently, like just overall, they wear black suits. They're like expressionless with like really pale skin and usually like bald heads or hats on. They are they, are they in the FBI or CIA? They don't they don't present themselves as either, but okay. they definitely present themselves as sort of an agency. There's been some reports of them presenting like a business card like thing with a symbol on it, but it's not related to the FBI or CIA by name. And then they apparently they refer to each other by number and not by name, which I think is interesting because in the Men in Black movie, they just use an initial. Yeah. So I think that's like, he was K, I think he was K and... 
I think it was K and Q. I don't know. Not Q. No, neither of them. them was Q. J. J. I think it was K and J. Anyway, I have some reports. Okay. First ever recorded sighting of a man in black was in 1947 in Washington State. This guy was boating in Puget Sound with his son and his dog. And he sees these six donut-shaped objects in the sky. Mm -hmm. One of the donut shapes breaks apart. And debris, like, comes down into the boat and the water all around them. Kills his fucking dog and hurts his kid. Really? Yeah. So he takes photos of these objects and, like, goes goes home. Can they be seen anywhere? Well, here's the thing. He took these photos and when the men in black came to him and told him not to speak of it they handled the photos and then the photos became fogged over like reverse polaroid wait what when they touched them the photos changed their yeah physical shape yeah so like the men in black are aliens i don't know we don't know weird entity they're either a weird entity or they have technology that is not normal but these pictures the pictures to light and they destroyed them I don't know. It wasn't, I don't think he, it was 1947. I don't think that's Polaroid. I think it was like actual film, but I'm saying they became fogged over so you couldn't see the pictures anymore. I got you. Another one. And these aren't, I'm, I'm not telling all of the stories of the sightings, but here's the most like interesting ones. So in 1967 in Toledo, Ohio, this guy is driving at night and he collides with a UFO while driving his car. Just, you gotta, you gotta take things with a grain of salt as I tell these stories he's driving an alien drone i don't don't know but on impact right they're like i don't know if like the ufo is just sitting there and and he comes by and they're like he was like playing chicken with uno ufo on impact the ufo disappears it like gone (laughs) you're like let's get out of here (laughs) but he did take home this guy robert richardson takes home a small lump of metal that he believes came off of the UFO when they collided, right? So one week later, he's what year vi- is this? 1967. Okay. One week later, he's visited by two men in black suits and they ask him for the piece of metal. But Robert's like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. What are you, what, what are you talking about? He and said- did, Wait, do these men in black, do they show up? like unannounced like yeah totally unannounced but like no no but not only unannounced but like unannounced in the sense of they never reported it to the cops like did they report it to the cops did they say that well yeah he said he turned it over for testing so the men in black threatened him and they say if you want your wife no i mean before the men in black showed up did the guy go like yeah my car got hit by a ufo to the cops like i think i think in this in this case i think he did because he tells them that he turned it over for testing or like as proof to the authorities but like he's in toledo ohio like it's just you know the regular police that are there so these men in black get really pissed off when he says yo i don't have the metal piece anymore i gave it to people for testing they either don't believe him or they're just really pissed off they threaten him they say quote if you want your wife to stay as pretty as she is then you better get the metal back and then nothing apparently happened. They never heard from the men in black again. I guess she's still pretty. <laughs> I mean, that was 1967, so she's probably not as pretty. But they never heard from the men in black again. They don't know how these guys, even if they did turn it into the police and the police wrote a report or whatever, there's no internet. The police aren't, like, advertising that this yeah. happened. Yeah, they communicate. Like, how would... Yeah. yeah, there's no communication. Like, the police aren't going to be like, all right, call the news and tell them... Right, you couldn't even... Not- the metal that we think might be part of the ufo like they, what it's not that they have like personal computers that you could say like oh that men in black had hacked and were like waiting for people to type reports it's just fucked up yeah. so i got more the next year in new jersey this guy jack robinson who is like a ufo investigator saw sees this guy for three days straight creeping outside his apartment. He and his girlfriend, or wife, I forget which, keeps seeing this this dude outside, and it's creeping them the fuck out. Three days in a row, and then at one point, his apartment gets rummaged through. Not that it was, nothing was stolen, but someone broke in and ransacked it, definitely looking for something, but like, it wasn't like jewelry or money, like nothing valuable was touched. Okay. It was just his, his place was gone through. Okay. Like someone went through it looking for something and didn't give a fuck. 
Yeah, and they didn't put it back in the same place. Right. Again. So this guy's creeping, and their and their friend got a pic. I'm gonna put it on Instagram when this episode drops, but I'll show it to you now and I'll text it to you. But that's the guy that they saw creeping outside their apartment for three days in a row. What era is this? 1968. Let's skip ahead. Maine, 1976. Dr. Herbert Hopkins is studying a UFO incident. So he gets this phone call. Bling, bling, bling in the middle of the night. I'm, I don't know if it was the middle of the night. I'm just adding that for effect. But he gets this phone call in the middle of the night from someone who identifies himself as a representative from a New Jersey UFO organization. And he's like, hey, I heard you've been studying UFO stuff. Are you alone? Could we review research together? And Dr. Herbert Hopkins, because it's 1976 and doesn't know fucking anything goes sure we could we could review research together come on over yeah so by the time hopkins hangs up the phone and turns on the porch light there's this guy walking up the steps which is 1976 there's no cell phones i don't it didn't seem like he was in a city block like he's in maine it was it's not like he was like on the block in a phone booth or something I mean, I guess he could have been, but that's fucking creepy. He didn't mention that, like, hey, I'm right, like, across the street or something. Wait, I'm calling from your neighbor's house. I knew, I grew up with him. Right, no. He's like, okay, sure, see you in a little while. Hangs up, turns on the porch light. This guy's walking up the front steps. Yeah. So he's wearing a neatly tailored black suit. He was bald. Okay, get this. Get ready for this description. Bald with no eyebrows or eyelashes. So he's alien? He's an alien. Shush. Smooth white plastic skin like a doll. Ruby red lips. And completely like monotone speech. No emotion whatsoever. So you sent me that one picture of the guy with the hat. It looks like a fedora. This is the guy in the other people's apartment. He totally looks like he might have alien eyes too. The guy outside the apartment? Yeah, in the in the um, fedora. Shit. And then this guy looks like fucking like Cro-Magnum man. It's terrifying. But also he kind of looks like um, Pence. Well, we can- Like if Pence was in a burn accident. We can have more conversations about that. Okay, so this guy comes over. This alien-looking fucking guy comes over. Out of nowhere, just shows up real quick. Tells Hopkins to take out a coin. So Hopkins takes out a coin. I guess he's ready for a magic trick. I don't know. He takes out a coin, and the guy goes, watch the coin. And I'm going to – this is Dr. – Hopkins quote it started to develop a silver color instead of copper and then the silver became bluish and the penny was getting quite fuzzy out of focus blurred and then it simply was gone it slowly dematerialized so he's trying to say I'll do that to you he I guess he like did this in order to show him whatever power he had because then instead of like comparing notes he orders Dr. Hopkins to destroy his UFO research and he pieces out. Da-da-da. Okay, I have more. You ready? More. More. Guess guess what? This Where are you one these? Um, this is BuzzFeed. <laughs> Oh, God. But then in 2002, so we're getting like closer. So this is like still ongoing. Has nothing to do with it. Dan Aykroyd. We all know and love Dan Aykroyd. Oh, yeah. He was on Rogan's podcast talking about this shit. He he completely believes in ghosts and UFOs and aliens and all that stuff. Even though he isn't scared of them. Not scared of them. He's like, bring it. So Dan Aykroyd... Sold in 2002, sold a television, uh, a, a TV show idea to Sci Fi Network. It was this show called Out There, and it would be like revealing new information about UFOs, crop circles, abductions, like whatever. Great idea for Sci Fi Network, right? Mm-hmm. So they're filming all these interviews of people, and during a break from the interviews, he's so he goes outside. In my, I don't know if he's a smoker, in my head, he is smoking a cigarette. You know, cities going around. All of a sudden, this black Ford sedan is like in the street in front of him, like parked. Yeah. It, it he doesn't like see it manifest, but it's almost one of those things where like, oh, he's looking around or whatever. He looks at his phone. I don't know, whatever. Then he looks up. This car is parked there, mm-hmm. and this one big man in man in black gets out of the car and gives Ackroyd this dirty look. Dan Ackroyd looks away briefly turns back to the car and the car is gone it's like just as quickly as it appeared it was gone okay after giving poor dan Ackroyd a dirty look 
<laughs> two hours later, Ackroyd gets bad news from the Sci-Fi Network. Quote, we were told we were not to continue taping and the show was canceled and none of them would air. End quote. What? And he was never given a reason. Sci-Fi was like, nope, bye. That's weird. But I like, this show stinks. We need different shows from Dan. Oh, yes, because Sci-Fi Network is very yeah. discerning with the product that they put yeah. on air. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Exactly. This is the most compelling of them yet. I'm going to text you something which I don't want you to look at until I tell you to. So, in 2008, Niagara Falls, this guy Shane is a hotel manager. He and his security guard saw this large triangular UFO outside of the hotel one night. Okay. They're just creeped out by it. They both see it. They're like, what the fuck is that? Oh my god. Crazy. They don't tell anyone. Like, it they didn't tell the police. Maybe they told their girlfriends or whatever, but it's not like they told any authorities about it. They just see this craft, see this shape in the sky, and they're like, that's fucking crazy. They go, yeah. on, they go on with their lives. Okay. A few weeks later, two unidentified men in black visited the hotel, completely terrifying the staff. They said they were looking for Shane and the security guard, who weren't there at the time, thank God, apparently. So when Shane gets back, and they're like, yo, these guys are looking for you by name. And they were really fucking creepy. Shane reviews the security footage. And now watch the watch the thing that I sent you. Okay, so the crazy thing is also, like, how do they all know about it? Like, are they, like... I don't know. Are, how are they listening to people? How do they know? Like, how do they know that they're thinking of this? Like, because some people, like, in 76, it's not like you're connected to an internet that, like, right. writing is research down to. So when is this video from? 2008. But my thing is, you see these, look how big they are compared to the other guy in the vestibule. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're definitely over six foot. For like, sure. they're, they're fucking, they're two big, huge guys. And they're wearing the hat just like the guy in the uh, hallway. From fucking 68. Yeah, and you can tell their face. Like, you can't see their face in the video, but, like, it almost looks like their face is so white. Like, yes! It's, it's white, like, they have, like, a straw bag over it. Like, yes! You know what I mean? So we're, we'll definitely post these videos and these pictures up on Instagram, you know, along with along with this episode. Crazy. The creepiest thing is, I know we're saying, like, we don't know how they know any of this information, but the woman that they spoke to at the hotel was absolutely fucking terrified, and she said to Shane that she felt like they could read her thoughts somehow. What? Like, she didn't know I've how. I've never heard she... of this. This is insane. Like, I mean, I know men in black, but, like. Like, they... I came from a real thing yeah i guess so there was this other there's this tv show that i used to watch in college called fringe do you remember that it was like on fox no it dealt with like it was very um it was very x-files you know I what i mean like it. that kind of thing like there was researchers and they're trying to investigate yeah, whatever like these guys are the bad guys like they're trying to in this tv show fringe these these guys, I think they called them the Watchers or something on this TV show Fringe. They were the bad guys. But this guy, completely bald, dressed in a suit with a fedora, like, was definitely alien-esque. They, def they definitely took this idea from this real-life thing. I got you. But yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Alright. Our first... Definitely not last episode on our favorite conspiracy theories. I hope I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did just to talk about all this crazy shit. Oh show. Um, you can email us at the tnapod at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the TNA Podcast. And you can find us on all of your favorite streaming podcast platforms, including Apple and Spotify. Um, make sure that you subscribe. Give us five stars because we're cute. We'll make it worth your while. <laughs> Anything else, Tim? No, I'm good. All right. I love you. I love you too. Was like Julia or anyone being like, Tim? No. Okay. So, I, don't know, I don't know what I was hearing. Okay. <laughs> um, Do we have, are we going to have another, are we going to have a ghost special? Because I was hearing, like, I can't wait to listen back to this, because I was hearing, like, and then I heard, Tim. Weird. Of the 60s. Of the 60s.
we're gonna pause for a second. Get out of my room. You're distracting, like I told you you would be. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. I don't know where to go. I just want to be with you. No. Goodbye. Get out of my room. Close the door. <sighs> Great. Um, Someone's getting a drink, and I can hear it. Yes. It's Julia. It's Julia. She drinks out of a bowl. <laughs> yes, Wesley. What are glutes? What are glutes? Your butt muscles. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you asking me that? That's a good drop. <laughs> the first. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Have a snack. <sighs> Use Google.